Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about how to deal with your teen, drugs, and alcohol. Let's listen in. pray for some teens today who are involved in drugs and alcohol. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the topics that we have to address as Christians because we all know that our kids are being exposed to drugs and alcohol. It's it's more readily available. And you know what? It's more permissible than it has been. Now, That's true. And, and from the very beginning of all this, I want people to know we're not giving permission and we're not trying to determine what your convictions ought to be about right. alcohol and all that. Christians I, differ about that's that. That's right. I, I'm just saying the impact on kids is so important that to ignore the discussion of drugs and alcohol within the home and our kids' use of that uh, it is so important. And so we've got to keep talking. So you're going to hear me say that throughout all of this, that we have to talk. And I'm not trying to convince anybody one way or the other, but anybody who listens to our program knows that I am a child and teen advocate. Mm-hmm. And if anything is affecting kids, I want to help them in some way. And so so I, I think it's going to be a good program today to, to discuss the drugs and alcohol of our own kids. So if parents think they have a normal, healthy family life and they provide that to their kids, their kids will never get involved. Involved in drugs and alcohol, and that's just not true. That's is it? not true anymore. I mean, I, you know, I mean, there was no alcohol in our home when our kids were raised and were there. And my son goes off to college and starts drinking like a fish. I mean, it's. I, I mean, so I go, okay, well, did we miss something? Did I not teach him well? Um, uh, I see other kids that have grown up in homes with alcohol and. And they don't at all. They, I mean, there's no problem. And so I go, well, what are we supposed to do? And then I hear that that kids who uh, are using drugs start at home with mom and dad's uh, medicine cabinet. Right. You know, I, I hear kids make comments all the time about when they start using. And it's amazing to me that it's usually that seventh and eighth grade year. Hmm. I mean, when you start thinking about kids' exposure to alcohol, the exposure to drugs, when they start. The number of kids that we've had on this radio program that have said, I started when I was in the sixth grade. I got into my mom and dad's liquor cabinet in the seventh grade. Um, you know, and, and they're going to find it somewhere, but but it's the issue of availability. Because it's available, they they take advantage of it. And I think kids are motivated out of curiosity. They uh, they have a great sense of, of wanting to belong. And during that time, they they go, you know what? I, I'm getting beat up at school. I'm finding out that I'm not the princess that I was raised to be, or I'm not that that neat little boy. I'm kind. Of, it's an awkward stage. We're going through puberty, and and this kid goes, you know what? I, I'm just curious, or or my buddies are doing it, so I'll do it. Or they'll spend the night over at somebody's house, and those things happen. There's a number of reasons that they start. It may be numbing the pain of the difficulty they're having, mm-hmm. but there's always a motive behind that use. Now, it's interesting to me, too, and, I, and I'll throw this in, that I had somebody write me and said, you know what? I think that we can solve most of the problems that kids get into during the junior high years and middle school years by not having them spend the night at friends' house. Really? Because that is where they experiment with things. Mm. And I just sat there and I thought, you know, th- uh, there's truth in that. And I, I, I want them to do that. 
But there's truth. Kids, by their very nature, are curious. And if they're curious and they are listening to what other people are saying, whether that be on YouTube, on the internet, through Facebook exposure, I mean, it it plants a seed that creates something that says, well, I'd like to find out about that. And so if things are available, it's around them, it's encouraged, it's permissible, then a child will have a tendency. That's why 95% of high school kids have used alcohol at one time or the other during their high school years. And, and if a parent's out there going, well, my child's part of the 5%, I'm going, you better keep your ear to the ground and watch your child to make sure that you, you don't get off track. Isn't it true also that much of teenage drug use comes from our own medicine cabinet at home? It does. It does. And, and that's somewhat of a concern. I mean, I, I think it's very easy to say that people use drugs a lot more than they used to. More prescriptions are written than they ever have been. And so it means the, that that those drugs, those that kids want are, uh, you know, in that medicine cabinet. I mean, if you look in drugstores, you'll find that that everything with ephedrine has been mm-hmm. taken yeah. off the shelves. It's locked down. Because kids are grabbing those things. You'll hear kids talk about some drugs that, that they're crushing and, and snorting. And you kind of go, wait a minute, well, where'd they get those? Well, you can buy them over the counter. Hmm. I mean, it's, they try everything as they do with huffing, with doing all these different crazy extreme things. But in a curious age, when they are exposed to other people doing things, they feel like that's a license to do it. And so that's where they'll experiment. They'll go through mom and dad's drugs in the, in the medicine cabinet and take something just to see what it will do. And somehow it may seem okay since it's in the house. Well, it's prescription. Yeah. It's, it's mom and dad's yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, the family uses it. Why can't I? Okay. And, and here's, the, they, here's they the abuse it. Yeah. And here's the next thing. I mean, which which lends us to the to the question of alcohol in the home, mm-hmm. and and as I said, I'm not trying to determine everybody's uh, convictions about alcohol, um, and I know what Scripture says, and I know what we've done within our family and such. But but I go, if we have those medicines there, and kids will do that. Do you think that if alcohol's in the home, mm-hmm. that kids at that younger age may do the same? Sure. And it's a question that's got to be asked. And if and if somebody asked me the question, is it okay to have alcohol in the home when kids are in junior high? I'd go, I would watch it and I would be careful because that's when kids will take on something. That doesn't solve the problem by eliminating because kids will find things at other right. places. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm bound on the other side when I've asked the question about my own son that should should he have been exposed to more before he went off to school uh, and then diving into the things that he did, I go, you know, so it, is it right? It's, it's just got to be well, something that people are talking about. What I'm taking from you is we we need to deal with it and talk about it. We're not telling you what to believe Absolutely. because Christians will differ, as we said, but but talk about it. That's the antidote to this, isn't it? It talking is. Talking with our team. It is. You know, when any kind of drug and alcohol use, it's communication with your kids to make sure that, that you're understanding what they're going through. Every child will learn coping mechanisms to uh, to solve some problems, to get away from their problems, to find rest. You know, I I have a kid that that would live with us a couple of years ago that he was smoking dope and and. In front of his dad, he said, I smoke dope all the time because mom won't quit nagging. It's the only way I can get away from it. And he said this, and he goes, and you know that, dad. That's why you travel all the time. Oh, boy. And I sat there and I thought, okay, 
It doesn't mean that it gives justification for the use of marijuana for a kid to be smoking dope to get away from it. But the problem is perhaps there's too much going on that he needs some rest. He needs to get away from some things because he's already been beat up at school. He's already, you know, been told you have to hold all these standards. You have to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. We have great things for you. He's already involved in so many activities. Kids want rest. And even Jesus said, hey, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest for your soul. And so a child, no matter how they do it, are looking for rest. They will even do it in those ways that are inappropriate. So make the topic of drugs and alcohol a topic of regular conversation. Even if it's not an issue in your home, be proactive You've got to talk about it. You know, I mean, I, people go, well, I never knew. I go, you know what? Now you know. If you're listening to us saying today, I will tell you, your child will more than likely use drugs or alcohol before they graduate from high school. And maybe start back at fifth, sixth grade? Oh, absolutely. Having those discussions. You know, we do other programs. We did a program on choking, the choking game. Yeah. And I immediately thought, you know, I don't think my granddaughter will do that, but I better go home and talk to her sure. about that and make sure. Why? Because we heard that that happened to, to a girl at such a young age. If you're a parent of a teen, you know that today's teenagers live in a different world than the one you were raised in. That means your style of parenting needs to be very different too. Too many parents parent their teens with principles that come across as authoritarian or judgmental, and such styles just aren't effective anymore. There is a better way, one that helps parents and their teens thrive together in today's culture. In the nine-week video course, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, Mark Gregston will give you a new vision of the sort of role they could play in the life of their teens and help them understand the world through the eyes of their children. This course comes with a facilitator's book, a copy of Mark's Tough Guys and Drama Queens book, and a participant's guide. There's even questions at the end of each lesson to help provoke discussion in case you want to go through the course with your friends, neighbors, or church group. You can order the Tough Guys and Drama Queens curriculum series by visiting ParentingTeenResources.com. Would you pray for parents and teens who are struggling with these issues of drugs and alcohol? Absolutely. Father, you know, we would ask that you would intervene and give us guidance and direction. We are dealing in a world that is spinning out of control, that is exposing our kids to so many different things. And I just get lost sometimes, even though I've lived with kids and, and worked with kids. I know that every parent out there struggles with this, how to approach your kids. So we pray that you would just give us wisdom, give us guidance, give us direction, help us to seek the best for our kids, to offer them something good, to prepare them for the world that they will live in eventually. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.